0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is Friday night. Always say it's my favorite night of the week. Actually, no, Thursday night's my favorite night of the week. It's kind of like the, the idea that Friday is the next day, <laughs> being that is my favorite day of the week. So, well, second favorite like night like of the you week.
1: Don't, it sounds like you don't like your job.
0: I love my job. But it's like Fridays. Because so I, I continue to work, you know, Saturdays and Sundays, you know.
1: I hope so, not. You need a break. No, it's
0: all good. We love it, man. So, Audrey, you know, we're more than a decade doing this show across many different stations in the pittsburgh region we've been we've been hanging out here at kdk for about three years now
1: has it been three time years?
0: rolls by very oh my gosh. very quick absolutely man and it's for us as we always say we get to have way too much fun bringing people great stories all the great stuff happening here in pittsburgh's tech sector as we all know it just seems like in the past couple years it's gone berserk
1: you think it's gone preserved? Yeah. It feels like that to you Yeah, you're, it almost feels out of so control to me. So you're like a 20-year vet. So yeah. what feels out of control?
0: Just the amount of attention that we've been getting. Because
1: before we... We have been getting a lot of attention. Before we,
0: we were telling stories and knowing of many great things that were happening, and there was lots, and we were telling those stories out to the world. And they were, you, you know, you get some reaction, but not always, you know, you're just telling things out, not really knowing who's listening or who's acting. But then we've been seeing all these top ten lists we've been making over the years, and then we've been seeing, I've just been seeing, it's just the number of companies, the number of ideas that are just kind of happening. And then outside that, just the number of restaurants and the amenities that are popping up and the different buildings that are popping up. It just, things just seem like they've really gone into overdrive. And it's attracted such things as has like...
1: Has it gone into overdrive because of what's happening here? Has it gone into overdrive hmm. because social media has really hmm. taken a hold in that's, our world?
0: I never, th- that's a... Very interesting point. I'm glad you brought oh, that up. Because
1: I'm writing about that. Yes,
0: you are writing about that. <laughs> <laughs> the reminder is self, you owe me an article on this, yes. No, that's <laughs> I know. A... Absolutely you're right. But I didn't the whole social media side that in the right. past five years the ability to communicate right. has become that much right. more intense. It's
1: democratization of information of exactly. all kinds, whether it's right. all the way to the right, to the left, to the north, so to the south.
0: It's working well for Pittsburgh right now.
1: Well it is. It's just it's fascinating because as newspapers quote-unquote, are trying to find their relevancy. Right. And as they are trying to reinvent themselves Mm -hmm. and trying to understand what it means to have a subscription, uh, what it means for people to have access, they're also wrestling with the fleeting, you know, sort of array of the way people can communicate. exactly. You and I can start a blog. You and I can start doing, you know, this Twitter feed where we can be thought, you know, engineers or we could be retweeting other information. Right. There are bots now that are available that can actually take your, you know, escalate your presence in social media whether you agree with it Either or not. not. Right, that there right. are bots that actually allow for that. Exactly. So, I'm I'm inter- listen, I will ride the, the wave and mm-hmm. say this place is amazing. There are so many incredible things, there are so many smart people, there are people who are working so diligently on hard incredible problems whether it's artificial intelligence to yeah. you know the deep machine learning whatever is actually coming out of our universities in particular carnegie mellon but we also have ways of communicating that we never had before exactly
0: that's that's so what it a is voice. So you've so there's answered this an engaged question for me voice, yes right. right
1: but do i think that, do i love the fact that we've you know got restaurants and zaggets and other places are rating us high for that absolutely to, you know, did that happen through social media? Hard to say. There's an underbelly of restauranteers that keep themselves threaded together, particularly when they want to go but you got into more, new domains. But
0: you got more people Instagramming their whatever it is talking food. Yeah, exactly. All their food. And so you're like, I gotta Instagram try this. Instagram right. is
1: all about food, right? It's called foodogram
0: is what they should call right. it, right?
1: Right. So Yeah.
0: And speaking of food, on today's show, we have SCA technology stopping by today. Ooh, Yeah. Right, you right, know, right. Talking right. about so how you get that logistics. food to the table. Right. And so, like, I, I, that's a 20 year company. They've seen the rise of Pittsburgh. They've ridden that wave. Right. And and, and everything like that. So, I just, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know.
1: I love the National yeah. Geographic attention. I love mm-hmm. the fact that our, you know, Visit Pittsburgh is doing an incredible job of trying to get the word out around the world. Definitely. I love that we have more inbound people that are coming to Pittsburgh yeah. to spend long weekends. I love the fact that the New York Times did a great 36 hours in Pittsburgh. Right. I love the fact that Anthony Bourdain was here Me looking too. at the underbelly of what's happening in love the Love it or hate it. It was good. Right. right. And so I think that while the exposure, and then we had GeekWire in Pittsburgh for the it entire just, month of February. Exactly. And, you know, that gives us more, you know, more eyes on a lot of the things that are happening here. Exactly. And I think they've done a good job in trying to put what's real about very, Pittsburgh. Very They, good they kicked tone. it off by saying... They're hoping that if Amazon comes here or anyone else that doesn't take the nice out of Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, well, speaking of Amazon, that's the other thing is the whole HQ2 thing, has been one of those things where that once again put more attention on Pittsburgh. Right. That's Pittsburgh
1: yeah. being sort of like the um, the dark horse. Yeah, exactly. And you know, wow, Pittsburgh. You know, is that is that true compared to to everyone else? Exactly. So, I don't know, Jonathan. I think that the last five years has just been a frenetic time in innovation and tech, and things are happening faster and faster. And people are figuring out different ways to communicate and storytell. And you can tell stories in two hundred eighty characters now. Yeah,
0: I know the whole doubling of Twitter kind of.
1: I know. There goes your there goes your journalism. I thought
0: brevity was the soul of wit. I know you you did.
1: I like the one forty. These super yeah, you got to be be more more clever. clever. Exactly.
0: They're like dumbing down Twitter. Come on. I'm not going to, I'm keeping all my tweets to 140 or
1: less. I, I try to do the same thing. I'm
0: going old school, traditional.
1: Traditional, traditional 140. 140 oh, on we you. should make that like a t shirt. We should, exactly. We're so old school. <laughs> we love 140. We love exactly. It's like, oh, goodness.
0: Anyhow, I'm really pumped up for today's show. As I mentioned before, SCA Technologies is stopping by, food logistics. I can never take it for granted that when I go to the grocery store, food is there, that when I go to Taco Bell, I don't really go to that often, but I will from time to time. That. You can get a burrito and it shows up. There's a whole supply chain behind this. You know, you got to go to the farm and get the potatoes for the French fries and send them to the place that and turns now them the into fries. I know they're things that we take and, for granted. Yeah. and there's We just companies, want things like Snap. Snap. And we get them because there's companies like SCA that are, that are making it happen, which I think is just really exciting. And I'm really pumped to kind of talk to them. They were on the show about two
1: years ago. Software's everywhere.
0: It is. It is. It is ubiquitous. I know. I wonder if people
1: know that when they go to McDonald's. Yeah. I I wonder if they think that. People are just like, yeah, I
0: want fries with that. And they're not even (laughs) thinking about where this damn (laughs) fries came from. But anyhow, we also have the airport stopping by. You know, the big expansion is underway, which we are very excited about. I mean, they're going to modernize the facility. It's a, obviously, it's going to take many years for this to happen, but the the plans are now you know, being developed.
1: Well, it's important. It's a, a twenty-five-year-old yeah. airport. Exactly. Which we just finished talking me. about all the technology changes that happened in five years. I know. Think of all the changes that have happened in air travel.
0: In exactly. So. So
1: moving people. Right. Information, all ticketing, that stuff. all those things. Time for a change.
0: Time for a change. Simple as that. And we also have Jim Scallow talking by from Burns and Scallow.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: guy's a deep thinker of real estate. That's what he is. A deep Seems thinker of real like estate. Seems like it. Yes. Seems like it. He's thinking about how office buildings are what I keeps your if employees happy. I
1: wonder if put, you know, like a rainforest in one of these buildings.
0: He might. I'm just saying. He might. <laughs> they're doing some great stuff, and they're actually breaking ground on mm-hmm. a new building uh, in this early summer down in our neck of the woods in mm-hmm. South Oakland, as they would say, if you were a proper... Pittsburgher, as I am. I try to be at least. <laughs> Is what that what I say? It, yeah. That's how you would say it? I'm glad I am going to South Oakland that. Yeah. Wow. It's a little, little bit of Pits, yeah, Pittsburghese there. So, anyhow, we're taking a quick break. We are coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio. I swear, learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. Go to pghtechfuse.com for all the tech news you can handle. There's a lot on there. Tech Vibe Radio podcasts, articles from TQ Magazine. You get it. Anyhow, this is Jonathan Kersing.
1: And this is Audrey Russo.
0: I tell you what, man, space is the place. Without it, you got no place to hang That's out. That's Sun Raw. It is. So funny. <laughs> okay. Oh man. We have Jim Scallow here. This is this is like I'm I'm excited about this. We're talking about people who are making some great buildings, great office spaces in the Pittsburgh area. And this guy's a little bit of a thought leader here when it comes to the evolution of office space.
1: Wow. How it's You're guiding really the principles. I'm there.
0: telling you, man. <laughs> this stuff is important. That's all I can say is because when you spend half your life at work, you want to be someplace kind of cool. And there's a lot of really cool buildings that Scala has been putting up lately. I was just at their HQ a few weeks ago.
1: Okay. So very nice
0: space. That's all I can
1: say. So So, let's, let's introduce the man.
0: Welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm Jim Scalo, the CEO of Burns and Scalo real estate. Um, little just backstory, you know, our business, um, is since 1956. So um, that's, that's something I'm very proud of. And Absolutely. We really have seen the industry evolve. Yes. We've seen it professionalize. Um, in my 30-plus years of leading the company, uh, it's really turned into a service business. Um, hmm. But more importantly, where it's going today and the evolution of office space, which really got me uh, pragmatically thinking deeply is when we travel to other markets and we see what's going on, and let's just use New York as always a you know, a forward-thinking okay. market. Okay, yes. Um, what's happening with office space today, it's taking a page out of hospitality, um, meaning it's about that experience when you walk into the building. It's about that vibe and experience, vibe being short for vibration and experience being why you want to come back to the building. And stay there for extended and periods stay of
1: time. So, so what are you seeing? So what are you going to predict for the next 10 years?
2: Well, prim- primarily what you're going to see from the interior of an office building, when you walk in, when I say page out of hospitality, meaning a hotel, great hotel lobbies, great hotels have always had great lobbies. What you've seen in our industry also is that multifamily has resonated or gone that direction. Today, all your new apartment projects are all about that the initial impulse, that wow experience. So you don't even care to see an apartment. You want to be there. Office now is taking that page from multifamily, which took it from hospitality. So, um, the new office buildings that we're creating today um, are going to have that that high impact, uh, amenitized entrance, that lobby feel. Um, there's a new building that we're developing in Oakland at the Pittsburgh Technology Center. This right, is going to be like right a, on the river, right on the river, called the Riviera. Um, and we always brand our buildings, like the Bentley, Jonathan, oh, right, where you right, talked about. Right. What we really want to do is create a you know Webster's Dictionary definition of the building. So if you had to look it up, it would tell you. That's the experience. That's the experience. And so what's there.
1: the experience at the Riviera?
2: The, the Riviera experience is going to be, in fact, it's on the river. When you walk into the lobby, you're going to have a cafe. You're going to smell the coffee of the cafe. Uh, it's going to have garage doors to the outside, just like a you know, coffee tree experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that same coffee bar will transform into a happy hour location, you know, at the end of the workday. You can switch, switch out.
1: Are people ever going no, to work?
2: Just going to have coffee margaritas. <laughs> you know, you know it, just a comment on that. I mean, what if you really take a look at who the big market cap companies are today, it's the tech companies it's amazon it's google right, it's facebook right, right. take a look at their real estate jungles right
0: it's swanky right. it's nice. nice it's all this it's, where you it's want all to be.
2: this vibe and experience stuff it's mm-hmm. but more importantly it's about what's going on in our industries today and that's a talent war mm-hmm. so real estate office space specifically is being looked at by the smartest corporations that we work with as a supplemental tool, for attraction right. and retention, retention. 100%. Yep, but most importantly, productivity. Keep them there longer. Correct. Working. It's more not that we're nice and we want to give you free, free food and and even have sleeping pods. It's it's that it's is that we're going to get the productivity because you want to be there. You're going to stay there. You're not leaving at 459. Yeah, like, like your father's work. So place. you're
0: taking all these concepts and putting them into all your buildings. The newest of which is going to be the Riviera, which you can. Great right. ground on in the spring, correct? That's right around correct. the corner. Yeah, the, the Riviera
2: about. is a 160,000-square-foot building Wow! Um, built in the Pittsburgh Technology Center. Yeah, right? I but,
0: drive past the billboard every day for it, yeah. it's going to be one heck of a building, man.
2: It's it's going to be great. And, and what Burns and Scala does, too, when we look for opportunities, we look for programmatic opportunities, meaning it's not just one building. We okay. see that there's additional land at the Pittsburgh Technology Center. We want to build out the whole park. We want to build three or four buildings. Get this. So this scale. Could, is this,
0: this this is your first move in this park? Then there could be more to
1: Absolute. follow up. So this uh-huh. is considered Absolute. South Oakland. So for people who correct. are listening, right this is when the, they yes. say the Technology Center yes. It's really South Oakland when you come down Bates and Second Avenue.
2: That's correct.
0: You go any more south, you're in the South Side. Yes, yeah, specific- it's no longer Oakland. Yeah, okay.
2: specifically, we're right across from um, Southside Works. We're you know right adjacent to the Hot Metal right. Bridge, right at the base of Bates Street. Mm-hmm. Um, 2nd Avenue being the corridor to town Absolutely um, Is a good idea on, on the location um, The um, We're going to have a shuttle bus Just for the building that's going to So that is going to happen Oh, shuttle bus? Where will half, I be going? Well, it's going to shuttle every, on the half hour to Southside
0: Can you have it go a couple blocks down to our neck we of can. the thing And just we pick Audrey up so she can go can. over to Southside? We absolutely can Perfect. Matter of fact,
2: you, you're, you're going to want to relocate your offices To this building when you're <laughs> <safe>. <laughs> But, I mean, you know at the Pittsburgh Technology Center, you know, every investment that we look at has pros and cons. Of course. Okay. So just to get the cons out of the way, I mean, you know, amenities and parking would be the two for Pittsburgh Technology Center. Not that this is a negative presentation. Right. But you have to, every, I don't care where we go in the world. There's I, always we'll a always plus have and a minus. To what you, so got. you have to Absolutely. ID them and then solve for them. Right. So basically, it's we're going to have a shuttle, Riviera shuttle, that's going to take to the Southside Works where the amenities and additional parking
1: are.
2: Mm the pros are are exponential. Um, the fact that you're on the river. It's a beautiful we, view. Yeah, we you in our business you can't find a better site than one that's on the river. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, more importantly, what you've seen here in Pittsburgh is the fringe markets really growing. What I mean by the you fringe mean like markets Larimer are and... No, no, the strip district, north shore. Okay, okay. south side. Gotcha. Um, and why is there's a humanization? There's an urbanization occurring and a humanization inside that urbanization. What a lot of people aren't forward-thinking about is that I recently read a stat that by 2025, 75% of the workforce is going to be millennial. And then we have disease behind them. And when I look at my kids, um, you know, th- we have to build for tomorrow. Absolutely. What today's talent war cares about Is mobility, agility, amenities, Mm -hmm. access to all that stuff, action. Mm -hmm. Um, So the corporations want to be near the universities to attract the talent, the best talent. When I say real estate's being used as a supplemental tool to attract, retain, and ultimately get the productivity, they it's also not just the building and the amenities, but it's the location of the building. So they want these locations in the fringe markets near. The universities, because they want to to hire right out of school.
0: Very cool. That's what it's all about. That's
2: why we're in Oakland.
0: Good move. We're excited that you're down there because it just shows, A, how the city, the region is busting loose. And you're on top of that to provide the spaces that are needed. So I'm looking forward to the groundbreaking this spring. We'll be there with the golden shovel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll help you dig the first absolutely. scoop of dirt we, out of the ground. June, as far uh, as that we'll goes. Be, It'll be June in of this June? year that we start. Excellent.
2: That's
1: great. And then well, about a year you. after
0: that. So, Thanks pe- for your vision. Yeah. Thanks and if people for- people learn more about Burns and Scala, where, where can they go?
2: Our website's the best place. Absolutely. Good. Always. Yeah. But good, our good foot's stuff. on the gas, and we're going to grow this market. Fantastic
0: stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. We're coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I swear. Every single Friday night, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org, and then head on over to Twitter at pghtech. Hey, everybody, thanks for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio, where we love hanging out and nerding out with Pittsburgh Airport, the International Airport. Huge, huge resource. Lots of great changes going on there right now, lots of positive news happening. We love updating you on all this stuff, and tonight is no different, is it not, Audrey?
1: I'm psyched. I'm yes. always thrilled to get updates from the airport. Yeah. so right, right, right. who's in the house?
3: Uh, my name's Paul Hoback. I'm senior vice president of engineering, planning, and capital development for Pittsburgh International. Yeah. whoa, you're Sounds the one very got important, a doesn't it? Busy <laughs> job <laughs> yes. ahead.
0: Yes, with all the recent announcements, with the uh, all the rework at the at the airport. Yeah, it's exciting, exciting time thing.
3: for uh, the airport and certainly for the region. Well, all you know, listen. Let's
1: let's just start. Let's take it from the top and try to pack in all that's really going. There's a on. lot to get into. There's 12 a minutes lot here. going on. So you ha- we have the the progress of the airport. So destinations they've absolutely more than doubled in less than three years.
3: Right? Went from 37 uh, nonstop destinations to 74. Doubled in under three years, and that's amazing growth. This past year, uh, we've had 8 8.2 percent growth in passenger traffic, uh, oh, which that's is our, nice. which are, is our highest uh, growth since. Actually, two thousand really the percentage growth. That's we're, what I'm talking 12, about. Twelve thousand passengers under the nine million mark, which uh, is fantastic. Very cool. We're excited about that.
1: So, cool. what are some? Give us some of the highlights, though. Give us some of the highlights about where these these uh, flights are for air service.
3: Yeah, just uh, a few of the highlights, especially that might interest the the tech audience. Yep, yep. Uh, certainly, we we just recently announced that Alaska Airlines will be uh, flying uh, nonstop uh, seven days a week. To, to Seattle, Seattle. starting yep. in the fall, yeah. very right? Excited he begins, about uh, that. Begins September sixth. Yeah, yeah. So we're really excited about that. Book your flights now. Absolutely. We want people
1: on these planes.
0: Come yes, on. we want to fill them up. Yes. Audrey's going to send me to. Uh, she's sending me to uh,
1: Seattle. I just right. sent. Someone, yeah, a few weeks ago to yeah. Seattle, but they were they, they were waiting for this. They're flight. They're waiting for this flight because right. so, they had to go to Atlanta first. Okay, so, so let's keep, keep going, going yes. down the list. Let's just sort of go through it because I also want to talk about the modernization that's going absolutely. On at the airport.
3: So, so Delta Airlines they uh, added Salt Lake Sur- Salt Lake City service uh, that'll be begin on July 9th. Uh, and United just uh, recently announced a really exciting announcement. If you've been to San Francisco and you had to take that red-eye flight home, oh, yes. uh, they have changed that now. So their 10-month-a-year service yeah. uh, with daily non-stops to San Francisco will be returning on on daytime service. That's so what we're that's talking a, about. That's really super exciting. Very Because uh, cool. I've been on that flight a few times and have been exhausted the next day. Uh, they will be keeping the red-eye flight during the summer months as the second non-stop. But, Just in uh, case you miss it and want to great experience it again. We right. when, yeah. when wanted to make that change. So we're excited about that. Uh, other airlines, like WOW Airlines, uh, who, who go nonstop through Reykjavik to Europe. Which Jonathan and uh, I have
1: been. We yes. got the plane back. Absolutely. And uh, it Fun. was an amazing trip and f- amazing partnership. And the fact that I hear it continually about people going to Europe, stopping in Reykjavik and then taking over one of those, you know, like Ryanair or some of those other kind of hopper planes. And they're getting to locations all across Europe
3: with one stop. Gets you so many opportunities. I, uh, my I, I my family and I took it uh, this past July. We went to, we've never been to Europe before in our lives. Now you and went then because we that went flight. We went because that flight, which offered uh, cheaper nonstop destination, uh, to London. We went to London, and we uh, went over to Paris. and right. It was an amazing vacation that we'll never forget because we started WOW Air Service here. Exactly.
0: So with all these new flights, mm-hmm. Salt Lake City, I didn't know that one. And now I'm very excited because last year I had to take two connections to get there. And now if I can just fly there, that's what I'm talking about. Anyhow. Modernizing the airport. I can't believe it's been 25 years since the "quote unquote" new airport, which is no longer new. Obviously, it's, it's
3: unbelievable. Yeah. As, as we go out in public and we start pre- presenting on the terminal modernization program, that's the first thing: new airport. Why do you guys want to? Why do you guys want to update this new airport? Well, it's <laughs> it's really not new anymore. I mean, 25 year old facility, and. I'm quite proud of, of the condition that we have it looking it's, with a new floor air side so and all the all the upgrades that we've been making. Right. But what, what the normal passenger doesn't see is behind the scenes. Uh, the, the baggage handling systems, the people mover trains, uh, all of that older infrastructure that we have uh, that needs it. upgraded. And it's okay. very costly to maintain. We were also an airport that was built and designed for one airline, U.S. Airways, of course. And that was when we were a major hub, connecting traffic, uh, you know, everybody who was getting off a plane and getting back on another plane we use it very differently today. It, it's a it's exactly. a The world has changed so yeah. much in 25 exactly. years. The airline industry no is no
0: longer especially the same. Changed.
3: Hubs don't really, I mean, that's it, not what matters anymore. Exactly. It's not about
0: being a hub city anymore. It's about flights. And so
3: we out. we wanted to make sure through this modernization plan yeah. that we offered better customer service, right. uh improved security. We're going to consolidate two security checkpoints into one, which is, allows the TSA to be more efficient. We're going to get rid of the 8 miles of baggage conveyor. Eight uh, miles. A lot of times people uh, complain, especially American Airline passengers, wow. about that weight because those bags are riding that baggage that eight miles of baggage conveyor that was meant for a major hub connecti- connecting airport. Do the bags
0: go to Green Tree first and exactly. then to Exactly, the and then they okay. make, no, uh, <laughs> they actually don't. But uh,
3: So it's very important to upgrade that infrastructure to reduce that amount of baggage uh, system to like one mile so that we can be more efficient with those baggage systems. People mover train. If you're, going to, if you're designing an a, a, uh, O&D or origin and destination airport mm-hmm. today, you would never separate a landside and airside terminal facility. you put them both but together. people don't, so people don't, don't know that, right.
1: I mean, honestly, the thought leadership that's gone into this modernization is, is phenomenal yeah. because you don't have to have this kind of separation and brick and mortar that's so massive. With technology and with all the transformation, there's no reason. And this is what I tell people. There's no reason for us to, A, not rethink the whole strategy on the airport and how you move people, but, B, it's different today in terms of space and brick and mortar and efficiencies and energy.
3: Exactly. I mean, back in 1988 when they were designing the airport, these cell phones and I'm holding up a cell phone right now did not exist. No. So you walk through the airport today and you see everybody fighting over those last few outlets that are left. They're laying on the ground, know. you know, <laughs> trying next to an outlet, and and that that's not how this facility is meant to be. I saw someone bring an extension cord once a big orange extension cord. I'm exactly.
1: No. <laughs> now I, I'm excited about that. So, yes. what are you excited about?
3: I'm excited about this entire transformation that we've been yeah. making, uh, especially over the last three years since Christina Kasotis has, has mm-hmm. joined us as our CEO. Uh, it's funny, when I go out in public and start talking about the terminal modernization plan, everybody wants to know when, when this, this thing's going to get under construction. Yeah, so when? And, uh, when? and when? the actual uh, breaking of the ground will be the end of 2019. But I tell people that the construction began three years ago. Uh-huh. So it all started... With this organizational change that Christina has been implementing mm-hmm. and this culture change that we 've had, we were very risk averse in the past mm-hmm. uh, it was it was It was a very uh, stagnant organization, and what she has done was move us to one of engagement and innovation and so changing this whole culture, helping us figure out how to win again i mean you don 't become ATW Magazine's Airport of the Year in 2017 and be mentioned with past winners like London Heathrow, Singapore Changi, and uh, Hong Kong International. I mean, those were the past three winners. And then Pittsburgh International Airport. You don't do that without changing your culture. And she has helped us win again. And that has actually helped us. That was was the beginning of construction. Because if you don't have those victories, Mm -hmm. you actually uh, then couldn't. You know, get the public, get our board, get the entire region behind a right. project like this terminal modernization program. That's so what I'm the, talking that's about. when construction began.
0: And you being someone obviously with the airport for as long as you have been, I mean, you've seen the ups and the downs, and the ups and the downs, and now you're seeing this complete takeoff.
3: Really exactly. exactly, and 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 I I will always say we had the right leadership at the right time. Right. Uh, you know, when U.S. Airways. Uh, started to uh, dehub and we just had to survive, go into survival mode, and do the best job that we could operationally. Right. We did that, and we did an excellent job at it when Christina joined us, she said, from an operational excellence perspective, you guys are are top of the line you know you 're the best in the industry, you have the best snow removal team so but we needed someone at at that point in time to help sell the airport and to sell the region and we got that with christina so it 's been it's an, we, we've had amazing progress and amazing wins over the yeah. last three years and it's it's been really exciting to be a part of this organization. With that, it, that, I can it see it coming That's through. So great. Yeah,
1: very much so. Yeah, to hear the exuberance from you. Because you've got to lead other people through this.
3: Exactly. And so and
1: they've got to be excited yes. as well. And change is so tough.
3: Very tough. Change is very tough.
1: But and, the point that you're thinking through all the hard issues, there almost isn't an issue. In terms of the collaboration that we've had with the airport, that isn't, that hasn't been addressed. At exactly. least there isn't anything, whether it's technology, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's um, design, whether it's community building, whether it's partnership. There's almost not anything. And direct flights yeah. and understanding what our priorities are, particularly for us in the tech sector, our partnership has never been better.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So there
1: isn't anything that isn't, you know, up for being considered or being reconsidered and being morphed and embedded into the strategic exactly. plan. So I'm yeah. I'm thrilled.
0: We've got a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. And so if people want to know, I guess, as you start planning this forward, how can we keep up to date with this? How can we provide input on this? Like uh, what's the best way to interface and, and keep ourselves in the know about the transforming airport?
3: So certainly uh, we want you to keep in touch with uh, www.pittransform.com P-I-T okay. transform.com oh, okay. Okay. We will have all updates on there nice. We want feedback from the community Right. We're going to be starting focus groups uh, as soon as we get a designer on board Focus so groups, I right want now, to be on a focus group Exactly, and we're going to have specific areas of focus like technology, like right. sustainability and those oh, kind of things cool. We realize we've mm-hmm. never built an airport before and so we're not I've the, done a couple, so I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, happily, exactly, I'm happy to like stop by We're and not and the pointers. experts but yes. we want to get the experts in every area, like like constructing an airport. We brought on board our program director, Dan Malloy, who actually uh, helped construct Abu Dhabi Airport wow. as well as Atlanta Airport. So uh, we have uh, folks that we're bringing on board. We're reaching out to the community. Uh, we're starting uh, that all that public cool. outreach process. The processing. other
1: thing I want to make a big yeah. um, sort of pitch to so that people can go to the new website. The website is flypittsburghright.com, but you've redone it. And I really like the design. I really like the navigation it's clean, in there. Easy to navigate and yeah. Great information. I mean, information so I think that's and, and there's our, information our... on there that also feeds into some of the things that you're doing. So Absolutely. I'm I'm pleased about that.
3: Our marketing communications department's doing a great job uh, making sure that we get the word out. Absolutely. Thanks so much for stopping by. We are pumped. We'll be stopping yeah. by for regular updates
0: on all the great progress that you guys are making over
3: Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here with today. Without a doubt. We're mm-hmm. taking a, this opportunity.
0: We're taking a quick break. We're coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio. I swear, or your money back? This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. So glad you joined us tonight for Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting.
1: And this is Audrey Russo.
0: Audrey, you know, we take it for granted. You roll up to Taco Bell, McDonald's, any restaurant... To pick up a burger or fries or tacos, they just don't magically appear at the restaurant. There's a ton of logistics to get that seven-layer in your hands. It just doesn't happen.
1: And so we're going to talk about that? We're going to
0: talk about that because there's companies, I should say a company in Pittsburgh, no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio, SCA Technologies, that's what they do. All about supply chain logistics to get that burrito in your hand when you want it. It's a modern world, man. It happens this way we got Dan Gorski with us. So, Dan, thanks for stopping by.
4: Jonathan and Audrey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hi, Dan. This hi. is great. Should
1: so, be, yeah. should we just jump in and, and try to have some fun?
4: By all means. Let's do it.
0: But first, tell us about SCA Technologies real fast and what you do there, and then we're going to jump into this. Sure. Access to burritos, which is very important to me.
4: Sure. <laughs> it is to us all. So, SCA Technologies is a 20-year company uh, based here in Pittsburgh. We have a couple offices in India as well. And SCA Technologies uh, has been the creator and proprietor of a very unique and effective um, software service that uh, has to do with optimizing supply chains and, as well as uh, logistics and, and things like that. So SCA Te- I was a client of SCA Technologies for many, oh. many years. Uh-huh. And so now I've, been, uh, I've come to the other side uh the light, the lighter side the lighter uh, side <laughs> of SCA technologies within the last year Very so
1: cool. so talk about the technology and what's the differentiator and what might people be surprised about
4: so i would say the the differentiator for the SCA platform uh is that uh it's it's how comprehensive it is so most prospects and clients we talk to are surprised that it that of all that it entails and Really, there's four key areas of of our software. One would be sourcing optimization or supply chain um, or given supply chain, there's always room to improve or that next level of improvement or resource allocation. The second is supplier management. How are uh, supply chain suppliers uh, managed in the areas of uh, their performance versus their plan versus their historical performance? Perhaps other suppliers in the supply chain. And then the third... uh, Element of our software that's very unique is our cost of goods forecasting. So this helps companies forecast what's going to happen in the future. The price
0: of beans. The price of beans. Right.
4: So you can hedge. Yes, and and that Audrey, that's the fourth uh, area of commodity risk management, which uh, which is one of our modules that helps companies understand their choices and the data that uh, drives those choices, whether to hedge or take a risk management position. And so,
0: and so SCA Technologies has been doing this for 20 years, which is incredible. So obviously 20 years, they've developed very comprehensive technologies to make all this happen. And you were probably using these technologies when you were on the other side.
4: Yes. So I was at uh, McDonald's Corporation. Okay. I for, didn't know if I could say that or not. I was know, about sure, to, but I thought sure. maybe
0: a, a black helicopter would circle around and no, wipe me no, out. No, no, no. Okay, just I making at, sure.
4: I was uh, at McDonald's Corporation for 19 years. Wow. And my... My last position there was uh, Senior Vice President of North America Supply Chain.
0: Whoa. So it all, man, and uh, sleepless nights there wondering uh, if there's going to be there, food on the table.
4: There's, uh, there's a few sleepless nights and a few gray hairs <laughs> oh, <laughs> my to show for it. <laughs> but uh, I owe a lot of my team success and McDonald's success to some of the uh, uniqueness and um, wonderful tools SCA brought to McDonald's right. supply chain. So I was a, I was in effect a client of SCA Technologies for fifteen years. Really? So I've been a user uh, as well as a category manager, managing products like fries or beef or chicken or what have you, and uh, and then in a more senior role. But uh, I believe in what SCA Technologies does and what they offer and the results they bring companies hmm. um, wholeheartedly, and that's why I joined the company. Ultimately, well, that's I- exciting. So hmm.
1: when people when you think about logistics, people think about also real time mm-hmm. right like how how inventory management and things like that mm-hmm. What are some of the things that are covered in this application
4: um, i would audrey I would say the the main thing is right product at the right time at the right place mm-hmm. at so, the right temperature yes there you go <laughs> if, you know, if it 's ice cream that's right <laughs> we don't want it uh, coming in a dry goods container. But Amazon is really resetting the rules of the game. Walmart did in the '90s. Now Amazon is with with push, pushing you know inventory rather than it being pulled through a supply chain. Mm -hmm. So Amazon is resetting um, the rules and logistics and expectations from the consumer, Um, and so restaurant companies. Need to be aware and are competing with that model, believe yeah, it or not. That's right. So mm. if I walk into a Taco Bell or a KFC, Pizza Hut or McDonald's or Chick fil A, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, something's being promoted. Let's say it's a, a special ice cream in the summer. And I make the trouble to go through that drive through or come into that restaurant. It has to be there. Exactly. At the price that's advertised. If
0: you're out of Shamrock Shakes come St. Patrick's Day, it's Bubkiss. You've exactly. lost all credibility exactly. at that point. A vanilla shake won't do.
4: And the franchisees are not happy exactly. when they lose those sales opportunities.
1: Right. So that's really interesting about the Amazon effect. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're feeling that yes. in your industry. Yes. I think because all you've industries- been at from- the, But you've been at the onset of fast.
4: Yes. Fast and flexible. Right. I and mean, That's really what SEA allows right. and enables companies. So We, we tend to think of- supply chains as an enabler a strategic enabler for companies to grow their sales and manage their costs not just it's not about just about cost reduction although we do a lot of great stuff in that area but it's about growing top line sales Right, and having the right. right products in the right place. So the
1: consumer has changed over the years.
4: Yes. Much more de- demanding, much more Man, discriminating. You want it exactly
0: the way you want it. Yes. Do you remember <laughs> back? <laughs> I remember back as a kid, is like in the 70s, if you went to McDonald's and you asked for a cheeseburger without onions and pickles, forget about it. You would wait forever. So you had to scrape yes. it off. You, you were even afraid to ask. Yes. And now it's just like, come on. Yes. And you know how many onions that store needs to have. Right. And at the right time. Right. That's so cool.
4: Exactly. Customization, you know, the customer is in charge. Exactly. More, and not that the customer is always right, of course. You know, we've all had right. experiences with that. Right. I've seen, you know, seen things that have happened in right. retail, but um, the customer is in charge. And if you don't realize that as a retailer, as a food manufacturer, a grocery store, let alone a restaurant company, um, you won't be in business very long. Absolutely. Well, even Uber Eats delivers McDonald's. Yes. Uh, there are. I'd recently, Uber Eats is already delivering for 5,000 McDonald's restaurants in the U.S. It's mm-hmm. still 5,000 so already? Right. model.
1: Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's sort of fascinating, too.
4: Yes. And guess what is the number one item that is ordered through Uber Eats at McDonald's? Fries. Yeah. Bingo. So Bingo. let's
0: t- let's talk about French fries. I'm in a French fry kind of mood right mm-hmm. now. The logistics <laughs> of making French fries. And I can only imagine the sheer tonnage of fries that are sold every day through McDonald's to make sure that potatoes are grown. So you're dealing with the farmers in yes. Idaho and around the world that make yes. potatoes, Yes. getting them the right types of potatoes to the store or to the factory that turns them into fries. How, how does this work? Let's like a quick scenario as to how a potato becomes a hot order of fries that's delivered by Uber Eats.
4: So so supply chain, as the name implies, yeah. goes back from we call it farm to fork. So from the farm, potatoes are grown to a certain, there are certain varieties of potatoes that mm-hmm. someone like McDonald's or another chain... Would spec out Mm -hmm. that are grown for them and contracted to be grown for them. And so Mother Nature does her thing Mm -hmm. with a given crop. So there has to be enough raw material of which to convert into finished french fries. So only a portion of the potatoes that are grown for a company or a chain like McDonald's are actually used. Others are sold off into other channels to mashed potato companies. Sure, you bet. Hash browns. Hash browns. But the spec is so rigorous and so tight. So what gets accepted, both in the raw potato form as well as when they're made into frozen, um, frozen pieces of fries. Mm-hmm. I call um, them fry blanks. Yes. Right. Uh, yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, you're like a master um, of fries. Really.
4: Um, you know. Uh, you know. There's the the specs and the uh, the metal detection is so rigorous. So what makes they call it a Mac fry? What makes it so delicious really starts, you know, at the farm okay. through processing, yeah, right. and through distribution. The right and, potato. And then most importantly, through cooking and proper holding at the restaurants. So from farm to the
0: consumer. And you manage every part of that stage. You every part of that supply
4: chain, that. Wow. yes. And every food item, or even ingredients, whether it be in fries or buns or-, or The ketchup. Rotis.
0: The ketchup yes. packets to have As those.
4: Many, you know, you have packaging right. considerations, uh, tomato paste- Salt, sugar, right. oils, other things—those are he's all. He's giving away the recipe. Change. I know.
0: <laughs> he's, no, he's making me hungry. Is what he's doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm having
1: a flashback. I remember liking those fries.
0: <laughs> oh, I love those fries. Are you kidding me, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like them even more knowing there's a Pittsburgh company that's making those fries so delicious.
4: Yes. So. Just saying. So, yeah, you know, the franchisees of McDonald's and and the company-owned restaurants really take. The fryology very seriously. <laughs> the fryology. Uh, making you know making I love fries. It. So um because that's an expectation. We go back to those expectations of consumers. Yeah. They're not expecting unsalted soggy fries at McDonald's. No. So SCA that's our role is to help facilitate wow. customer experience. New uh, word. through the supply chain. So we have a the new
1: supply. word. Fryology. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Is that a new word, or is that a word you use in your business? Uh, that's a new word. <laughs> I like it. Invented here on Tech Vibe Radio. <laughs> well,
4: this is about innovation, right? Exactly right. Local innovation? We're innovating
0: new words, yeah. So people learn more about SCA technologies. Where can they go and, and kind of just soak this in yes. and think about fries?
4: Please, scatech.com.
0: Or fryology.com. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just <laughs> yes, kidding. dot <laughs>
4: scatech.com here in Pittsburgh. And we are launching our new website. Tell us about this. In, in the second quarter. All the more reason to go. Yes. Yes. Uh, please visit our website um, as it stands today, but know that uh, we've, we're continuing to challenge ourselves and Definitely. innovate upon how we communicate to the public and uh, as to what we do on our value right. proposition. So, Dan, last, last question of the day. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you're from Chicago. Yes. You hang out in Pittsburgh. Yes. What are your thoughts of Pittsburgh? What, what was that? What are your thoughts of Pittsburgh as a tech town?
4: Um, as someone who's been coming here for the last year yeah. regularly, I am very impressed. Are you surprised? City. I am, I am, and I was even here for a wedding with friends over the summer, and they were surprised. These are Chicago people, All right? And a lot of people say that about Chicago, especially if they're from New York or LA. Wow, this is a great place. It's beautiful, doesn't But I will say, in, in Pittsburgh, the architecture and the neighborhoods, the river. Mm-hmm. Went to a Pirates game this past summer. Um, great walking city, great food, great wonderful community of you know, downtown. I, I love the energy.
0: We are glad yeah. that you're in town That's and great. welcome you to Pittsburgh. So thanks so much for stopping by. Look, Tech Vibe Radio under our belt. Tune in next week for more Tech Vibe Radio, more great stories like SCA Technologies and Fryology here <laughs> on Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsten. And this
1: is Audrey Russo. Have
0: an awesome weekend, everybody.